0: Are
1: we good? Oh, we've been live. All right. Oh, we've been live. Oh, we've been live. All right, we're good. All right. Welcome back, people. Welcome to Making It in Tampa Bay to episode. Something, uh, and we got we got Ryan Jennings here, Jake Kurtz, Colton Daly, and myself, and we're missing Jay Thomas here today. So, uh, yeah, we're glad you joined us, and hope you enjoy this and we get something out of it. So, yeah, we don't have
2: episode numbers by the way. We just kind of roll with it. Yeah, yeah. There's no numbers. Yeah. Okay. Good to know for yeah. next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So today we're we wanted to as we show. go, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. To- so today we wanted to do something just a little bit more casual. Um, basically, just ask you guys a question. We'll kind of just go around what's on your mind? That's all we're doing. Yeah, that's we're it. We're just going to say, what's on your mind? And we're just going to let it flow. Let <laughs> me go last, man. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Just journal this out first. That's fine. So what's on your mind yeah. as of late? And it can be like something that you've just been thinking about a lot. It can be right. something that you're struggling with, something that you've been crushing yeah. it with lately. It can just be like, what's on your mind lately?
0: So I think there, there's a couple things, but I'll go with the with the major one. I think, and this has been on my mind for the last couple of months is the Enneagram. Have you guys taken your, the Enneagram test yet? No. So no. if you don't know what Enneagram is, e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-n Enneagram. It's, a, it's a personality test. What a word. Um, it's a personality test, and uh, for me, I mean, I, I love taking personality tests. I've taken a, I've taken a lot of personality tests over the years in my time in the military. We took one called Four Lenses, which it showed like what color you are. Um, I've taken one, you know, I've taken Myers Briggs, I'm an ESFJ in Myers Briggs, but nobody knows what those letters mean. Well super opposite. Um, I yeah, I'm do you, sure. Do you find them to be all pretty like fairly accurate in line with each other? Yeah, I mean when you read the descriptions, I I feel like they're all gonna lead you to like your kind of personality. But you know, with with Myers Briggs, there's so many different letter combinations that it can be Using. I've taken the disc profile. That's what we do at Radiant, mm-hmm. um, and so now, I know what I'm, what I am there. But the Enneagram is a number system. It's one through nine, and it's probably the easiest uh, to comprehend, and mm-hmm. it's the most applicable that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's helped me understand myself more because I'm like, oh my gosh, I took because it shows you. Who you are when you're stressed, when you're healthy, wow. kind of the way that you move like that. And um, it's really impacted my marriage, like understanding my wife and, and kind of her personality. Because there's a, a website called Enneagram Institute where you can see your personality, this whole description, people who had the same personality type as you, wow. um, common addictions for that personality type, which is crazy based on like their personality. Um, but you can see like what your. Um, Compatibility with another number is, and so I put it. I put my my number in, which I'm a two. If you take an you take in the enneagram, I'm a two. How many numbers are there? There's nine. nine. So there's nine percent in there. So I'm a two. My wife is a seven. So as a two, it's it's the helper. So they love coming alongside. They're like uh, and. and in this, you you find out kind of what your basic fear and your basic desire is. Mm-hmm. So a basic desire of a two is to feel wanted, to feel loved. The basic fear is of being unwanted. Mm-hmm. And so a two loves helping other people because they want to feel like they're wanted by other people. They want to feel like they're uh, helping other people. It's a basic thing.
2: Interesting. Pause one second. I want to spell this on the whiteboard. Yeah. So it's E N N E N N E E A. G G R
0: are you doing this A- and I can go to see it, M- I'm doing Enneagram. it myself. so Enneagram and, and you can go online you can type in free Enneagram test um, and go and, and one it'll give you probably your top three is the one that, that I've taken before it gives you kind of your top three numbers and then you can go on Enneagram Institute read the descriptions and one of them will make the most sense to you so what about um, this has been on your mind? so i think it's just interesting because not a lot of people have heard of enneagram but as i've i've studied it a ton if you listen if you've ever listened to the andy stanley leadership podcast Mm -hmm. their last two episodes have been dealing with this like um like how understanding other people's personality types um how it 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 affects everything you do every interpersonal relationship every interpersonal relationship every working relationship i mean in sales. It, under understanding the the basic uh, fears and basic desires of other people, when when you really understand that and you you don't put people into the same uh, category that you are, so you and I are and you and I as well are, are very different people. But if I tried to if I tried to interact with you and meet the basic need or desire that I have in you, it's not going to mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so the more I the more I've studied it and. My, my wife and I, every, my wife's a tattoo artist. Go follow at Steph Rose Tattoos on Instagram. But every, every um, customer she has come in, she has take the test. Um, whenever we hang out with groups of friends, cool. we know what all of their Enneagrams are now because when we have people over at our house, they're all on their phones because we haven't taken that. the Enneagram test. But I think it's so interesting realizing just how different we all are. That, and that's what's been on my mind
2: is, is really just how different we are. We're going to all take it, and then I'm going to list our Enneagram result in the description of the episode. Oh, we have to. So here's something. I was coaching uh, a woman with her husband the other day, and they've been married
1: 25 years, 30 years, with kids, and they're they're struggling. And the crazy thing is, is they, I told her, I was like, have you, is it Gary Chapman? Who, who, the, the love languages, the five
0: love languages. Or, no, no, I
1: think your chapin sounds Chapman. right. Yeah, the five sure. love languages. So the five love languages. I have read it. I've done. I've done. I like the, the spark notes of it. I've heard sermons on it. Um, and I understand. You know, what are they? Real quick, the five. You got physical touch, words of affirmation,
0: gifts, time, quality time spent, and words of uh, words of affirmation. I a,
1: that. Um,
0: acts of service. Did you say acts of service? So whatever um, it is,
1: and so how I kind of use an analogy to understand this for? I was like, look, like. What you sound like, the way you're not being appreciated, or he's not recognizing you. I was like, you have these love, like, and the funny thing is, yeah. she had this book in her Amazon carts. No. So you want to talk about like how in tune with like, like, you know? So she had two of them ordered for her, or one, and I, I told her order two. But I was like, look, like, if 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 you guys don't know each other's love languages, that would be the equivalent to me coming to you in love. But I speak Spanish, and you speak English. I was like, you're not able to receive right. what I'm I could be telling you this, but you don't receive it. It's not the way in which you receive love. Yeah. Like you can't, so until you know, until I learn English and you learn Spanish, we can't communicate, we can't yeah. go and sing. Yeah. So it's like to be in a relationship 30 years and not know each other's love language. It's it's, crazy. amazing. That's amazing. So I think yeah. that's really important that, yeah. even with the personality test, you know, being able to adapt, understand, okay, she wants words of affirmation. I have
0: to tell her verbally, You know how much she means to me or et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I have been married 15 and a half years. And whenever we we took the Enneagram test and saw our personality types and saw you know how we are in a relationship and what are the things that are strengths of our combination, and what are the 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 um the problem spots or or potential trouble spots. Mm -hmm. When we saw that, we're like, oh my gosh, this just makes so much sense. I, and like I said, I've known her for seventeen years. We went on our first date July fourth of two thousand and two. Wow. So seventeen years I've known her, and I understand her better now after taking the enneagram, and um, and reading her descriptions. I'm like, you you just make sense to me now. Wow. That's awesome. um, the That's fact crazy. of how like why she's so creative, why she's so in my mind, how she seems scattered. It, it, like, um, Interesting. but but I think you know it's just been on my mind because. Uh, on a daily basis, especially in ministry, but in anything that we do, we interact with so many different kinds of people, and um, and it, that's just what's been on my mind recently. Is just how different we all are, yeah. and and really recognizing the the differences and understanding like. I need to adjust the way that I approach different people based on on those differences. It's called mirroring
1: and matching. Right. right? So actually going to Tony Robbins' seminar, he talks a lot about this. It's called building rapport. Yeah. Because humans like humans who are like themselves. Yeah, for sure. And even on like the basic like physiological or psychological psychological level just mirroring someone's movements like without them knowing like if you were sitting like this and you're not going to notice but if i happen to do the same thing yeah. in your mind you have no conscious idea of this but like you're like mm, this guy they're just like me whether <laughs> it's matching your breathing matching your tone of voice if yeah. you speak like this coming back and speaking like that yeah it, and it applies literally in everything building relationships sales yeah that's true relationships it's pretty cool yeah super, super interesting, interesting. That, that's what's been on my mind so, we have a lot of sociograms. so yeah. I'm going mean, to... Right. You can actually lead people, so as you start doing that, like, you're having a conversation, you wanted everyone to go test that it's at a bar, so you start mirroring them, and then all of a sudden, he's like, watch what happens. Go grab your drink, they go <clears> grab their drink, you put your drink down, mm-hmm. you kind of like scratch your leg, like they'll scratch your leg, like you can actually lead, it's, it's pretty wild.
0: Humans so. are weird. Yeah, humans, humans are weird. weird. In good
2: they're just... They're machines. They all guys. right, so that's what's been what on my mind. Kurtz, what's been on your mind? Uh, I would say, I mean, a few things, but i would say the main one lately that's kind of been the most on my mind is trying to get to a point where like I'm doing enough and I'm disciplined in like every area of my life, Mm -hmm. which has always been super hard for me. Good luck, brother. I know. It's like, it's, that's why it's been on my mind lately though. It's like, I feel like certain things are obviously starting to do well. Other things are tanking. And obviously like the easy example I can give is like health and business. Sure. And it's like, business is going well, health is tanking. And then it's like, health starts to do well, and then business, I'm like, I'm not as much focus anymore. Yeah. And it's like, how do I find the balance of all those different things? Yeah. And then it's like, all right, health's going well, uh, business is going well, relationship with Kelly's going well, and then all of a sudden, it's like something else falls through. It's like my relationship with God falls through. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like relationship with God's back to where it was supposed to be, and then Kelly's good, and business is good, and then health goes down, and Right. It's like, I had, a, you know what I, mean? I had
1: a client, they do the Wheel of Life, uh-huh. where it has like every area, one through ten, personal development, relationships, intimate and social, um, health, and you go and you write each one of those areas, yeah. one through ten. But it just sounds like you value balance. And I think yeah. it's just so important as we were yeah. talking yesterday of like knowing what your values are and that when you don't honor those values and you begin to feel yeah. the anxiety or the guilt or the shame or the depression, all these areas come in because you're not honoring something that's so deeply rooted into you. Yeah. And yeah. obviously yours have so changed within the last year of what you're beginning to value. So having to go and reevaluate, okay, what are my value systems and being yeah. able to find that balance because you can't be a 10, In in, in hell sometimes, you're going to slack somewhere else. So kind of having that aid across the board or something like that. Yeah,
0: because I mean, I heard it said one time um, when we went through like a crazy time in our lives, my wife started getting, um, you know, these weird like allergies that she had never had in her life. And we went and we were talking to um, this counselor and he said, you know, we're made in with kind of three different parts to us, Mm -hmm. with a physical, a spiritual and emotional side. Mm -hmm. And with, when any one of those things gets out of balance, it throws the other one yeah. out of balance too. Of so when we were going through this difficult time in our life a few years ago, and the emotional side uh, of my wife was like was just out of balance, it started throwing the other things out of balance too, and it, it affected her physically and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it is one of those things that, like you said, when, you, when you're so focused on one one thing, um, you can see it affecting the other areas of your life yeah. too. It's crazy. But I, but I think, that, you know, we just heard a sermon this past week about about this. Like, what, what what's the key to getting back to imbalance? Focus. 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 Yeah, because like, and, and understand like, what we focus on is going to determine kind of that that outcome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're focusing solely on business yeah. and, and that's like your main focus, like, then what else is going to suffer? Like,
2: mm-hmm. is that getting you to where you want to be, you yeah. know? And like you said, Colton, it's about, figuring out what your values are. Because if you don't know what they are and you've never actually taken the time to like even write them down and like, you know, really put them on paper so that they're not just like thoughts that are swirling around in your head. I feel like you're going to have an issue with reaching those because you don't even know what they are. Well, and it's it's funny because I even today as I was coaching, I used your shirt that you wore yesterday as a
1: reference because your shirt says "Fix systems, not symptoms. Yeah. Right? And, and because of, you've gone through this major transition period this last year, your value system has changed, mm-hmm. but you have the same systems in place from where your value systems were, where they were before. True. You know, so until we go back and kind of reevaluate our systems and our focus and say, these are my values now, I need to hit these or I'm not going to feel
0: the way I want to feel. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because it's true because the symptoms right now are, okay, well, the physical, you know, is, um, I'm not working out as much because I'm so focused, you know, I'm so focused on business and relationship is is okay, but maybe not, you know, so I think it's a matter of, like, those are symptoms, Uh but what's the system that? And like, how do you need to adjust your system, your schedule, your yeah. whatever to,
2: to me, you know, that time with God, like, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. The main one has been health because like relationship is good. Everything's in a good place. Yeah. Um, relationship with God is getting better over time. Right. I've talked to you guys about how I can get better at it, but um, business is obviously going well, but health has just been the one that's kind of been. Yeah. Sometimes I'll eat healthy for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden I'm eating terribly again. And then yeah. I'll work out hard for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden it's like I don't go back yeah. for three weeks. And it's just like- I think it's interesting though. Like
0: for for us, we um, so many times we do low hanging fruit. Uh-huh. Like you see, like the the easiest symptom to fix, um, and you know, so it's like all right. I, I can go and I, I'll start eating healthy, right? Doesn't like go low hanging fruit. Like I know I should eat healthy, yeah. but you're not actually fixing the symptom. It's the symptom of like, why did I start eating unhealthy in the first place? Because yeah. you're not, you haven't fixed anything. You're you're fixing just a symptom. Like, what was the easiest thing that I could change right now? Mm-hmm. But that, that's not fixing the overall. Like, what's the root kind of issue? Kind of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But but for us, we we, we want to take the path of least resistance. We want to take the easiest route to mm-hmm. fix things. And so we like like I said, we fix. Basic symptoms of things that we're going through. But
2: yeah. And, and I mean, I, I do it in my life too. So let me know sure. if
0: I said this
1: because this is something, this is a quote that literally came to me. I was journaling and I was writing. I think it's kind of one of those godly things that was kind of scoping me. Um, but it really goes back to to the value system. Uh, and, and what was said is what in my life is causing pain, but is disguised as pleasure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I went over that in a podcast, but I was, as I was writing that, I thought that like, what in my life is causing pain, but is disguised as right. pleasure, right? So for me, so for you, and this is an example I use as I try to explain it as an analogy or metaphor, and I'll use my example too, when you start to value health, yeah. whether it's living a healthy life or the longevity, right? So it's like, okay, these are my internal core values of what I value, but... Right? You take that moment and you eat that unhealthy meal, which at the moment, it is disguised as pleasure. Right. It, I mean, it, it's really, it's not even disguised, it is pleasure. Yeah, it's yeah. pleasurable at that time, but it's like drinking salt water because immediately after you're going to be 10 times thirstier because your value system, one, you're going to feel like crap, and then you're going to look back at something you just did that conflicts with your value system. Exactly. So it's actually causing pain. Yeah. In the long run, it's causing pain, but temporarily it's causing pleasure. So for yeah. me, it was the same concept with... With video games and I was like addicted to video games doing hours a night or whatever yeah. it's like okay this brings me pleasure but then I get off and be like dude you're a piece of crap you only want to play 30 minutes you play five hours you know yeah. you value personal development you value sleep you value being a leader but then you're this this thing that was causing pleasure is causing
2: pain yeah and I have these conversations with myself and I mean call it weird call it whatever it is but it's like I'm literally like, all right, well, brick media's going well, but like, who cares? Because I'm going to die young. Like, it's as dumb as that sounds. And obviously, I'm one of those people that WebMDs everything, and I'm like, you know, chest pain. That's died. the worst thing to do. Oh, God, I have, headache. you have cancer. No, for real, yeah. Like, had, right off the bat. Too. I had twitching above my, like, my temple You're gonna die. the day, and it was saying something about, like, I'm going to get infections in my arteries. My brain's gonna, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, it's it's okay. I'm one of those people though that like Every
1: single please on what and stuff like that. Dude. Yeah, exactly. But regardless of me being
2: one of those people though, like the fact is like if I'm not healthy, I'm not going to have as good mm-hmm. of a quality of life. And yeah. It's like what's the point of doing all this stuff if health is going to slip? Yeah. It's not gonna be as fun if I don't feel good. It goes with everything, man. Of course yeah. sitting
0: in your
1: bed watching Netflix is much more pleasurable than going to the gym. But yeah. you value seeing your grandkids, you value a long life I being healthy and being able to walk with your older So It really is like being kind to that future self as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Colton. Yeah. On your mind. Oh man, uh, a million things. I've just, all the loose squirrels have been yeah. let out this last month. Uh, yeah. But just going through a major transition period in my life, just the typical ups and downs. Uh-huh. You know, I think coming on the beginning of the year, I went on a major high. And yeah. it was going back and evaluating my systems, giving up the video games, giving up a fat, doing fast and really yeah. evaluating what are the things in my life that are serving me and what are the things in my life that are really holding me back from my dreams, aspirations, goals and where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I took that route, my life skyrocketed. It really did. Within a 45-day period, the opportunities, the things that were happening in my life, the groups that were being created, amazing. Um, But again, I started to slip, and uh, the symptoms began to come back, but I began to do and fall into all the things I was doing before to where my life was mediocre and not bringing that joy. So I think ultimately, one, as you were saying earlier, my spiritual life kind of fell apart. I began to kind of walk in the flesh again, do things that weren't um, bringing honor to God, which for me is my highest value system is you know, being righteous before God and, and walking as a, as a God man and trying to be a leader in that. So as I began to walk away from that, it really, as I explained it, it's, it's being disconnected from the source. It's like I was not plugged in anymore. Yeah. And I was trying to do and find all these pleasures and things that are ungodly, which are just, again, drinking salt water, uh-huh. doing everything I can to grasp some type, of, some type of feeling of joy. But it was all fake. And it, it led me to the ground. I got to a point where I realized after a month, I, I took a bath. Um, and it was the first time I actually relaxed and like had a peace of mind and I almost wanted to like, literally I almost wanted to cry because it was like, I haven't been, I haven't checked in with myself. I haven't felt my body. I haven't asked myself how I've been doing. I haven't had a peace of mind in like 30, 40 days. So it was just pure anxiety, pure running of the mind, pure living off cortisol and stress and, um, so that's what I realized, man. There's nothing more important than peace. Yeah. Like you can have everything going for you. And I realized at that moment, man, you've been like spiritually dead. So it's been going back to that process of getting myself back right spiritually, but in every area of my life, you know, going from chaos back into order and, and getting right. that balance and finding my relationship. Um, and then most importantly, as I've been reading this week, as I was discussing with you guys, is that. Being able to detach from the ego mind as well and not identifying with your thoughts And as I was saying, there was so much stress and anxiety in my mind that was going a million miles per hour. which was yeah. dropping my self-esteem, my confidence, my joy, my love, everything. No peace. And it's because I begin to identify back with the mind, the thinking mind and mind dominance, Like right? My mind had
2: was taking control over me, the being, the I am.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah so, tell
2: the audience about what you said yesterday about, like, the whole I am and, like... Like who you are versus. Yeah, that well, whole thing. I think that's
1: what's so amazing. I think as you go into this process of waking up and really doing this enlightening process of realizing, one, you are not your thoughts, right? You are the observer to your thoughts. And right then and there, if you just grasp that one single concept. Like you are the listener to your thoughts, and you are not your thoughts. I mean, that that is the enlightenment, like basic. You know, people will commit suicide because they identify with their thoughts as telling them they're a piece of crap, they're nothing, you should just commit suicide. And they're thinking they are these thoughts, but it's not. We're the listener that's just end up listening more and feeding this thing to keep talking to us. So being able to detach that one moment in the bathtub or when I did breath work the other day to to have to separate myself from that and to sit in my room and actually hear the birds outside, even at nighttime and to just hear an inner stillness and peace. There was nothing like that. I felt the true joy. But, you know, I, I've done journaling, and it's funny when you start to journal, and you're like, okay, we can do this, Colton. And I start to circle the word we, like who's we, Yeah. right? Or I write, like, listen, I I know you can do this. Well, who's the I and who's the you, mm-hmm. right? So it's like we, we, yeah. we start to learn that there's multiple versions of ourselves that we're living with, and it's this ego mind, then there's the being itself, right? And it's funny, in the in the scriptures, in, um, I don't know, is it Exodus when Moses is talking to... The burning bush. Yeah, it and, and he has to go to Pharaoh, and he's like, "Well, who, do, who am I going to tell him is sending me to the Pharaoh, like the strongest, you know, king of, of the time?" Mm-hmm. And God says, "Tell them I am that I am." Yeah, right. It's just the I am. Like we have the I am inside of us, and then you have that thinking mind. So, mm-hmm. for me now, coming February, March, January, and being when I was on a high, it was because I separated from that ego mind and go with mine. no longer let that control me, mm-hmm. that mind dominance. And now I'm at a point where. I went back living my own way, living the flesh, and it was like that took over. began to identify with that as well. So, yeah, no, it's a journey of just how do I find peace? And you know what I'm doing so far. I've learned that breath work, breath work is absolutely
2: incredible. You know the meditation, the prayer, getting your life in order, and yeah, the overall concept for the people listening is like just check yourself every once in a while. Yeah, like stop, pause, and just kind of check yourself. Um, yeah, yeah I and as much know. with your own thoughts and just kind of reset. yeah. I think
0: we said before. I, it, I, you know, the last uh, month or so, I've, I've traveled the world, and I think you know one of the things that I always notice when I travel overseas is that really Americans are one of the only cultures in the world that value rushing anything.
2: Yeah. So
0: like, which is frustrating when you go overseas as an American because you go and you go to a, a restaurant and you go somewhere and like they're not gonna rush for <laughs> anything. Yeah. You know, we always call it, you know, in, we call it like Sri Lankan time. So when they say, oh, it's only going to take two hours to go do this. It's like, you better go ahead and add another 30, 45 minutes on yeah. like that, you know. So, um, but, you know, as Americans, we're, we're, we're kind of almost ingrained in running this fast pace. Yes. And so it's like Pastor Aaron, who's the pastor of our church that we go to, he told our, our staff one time when we got to like a busy kind of time, you know, which is Easter, which is like the Super Bowl for us. He said, you know, cars are made to run in the red. Like, you can run a car in the red for a certain amount of time, but if you stay in the red, mm-hmm. you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. He said, He said. so our, in our lives, like, we're built to be able to work really hard and yes. go really hard and do all this stuff, but we can't stay there.
2: Yeah. And, and
0: so that's the thing is, like, you have to know when's that time to kind of throttle back to be able to do that self-check-in and, and stuff like that. Because I know for me, earlier this year, I went to a point where – I was in that season of, like, i got to do all this stuff. we got all this stuff going on. But I, I, I didn't do a good job, same thing, of throttling back. Mm-hmm. I was I got in such a mode of, like, go, 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 be productive, do all these things, to where I started to get – I became more, like, irritable to be around. I was getting frustrated by other people when I don't normally do that. And so I finally was, like, I, why, why am I doing this? Like, why am I talking this way to people? Why am I so frustrated yeah. and, and stuff like that? And it's one of the things that I, I didn't really – do that that self check. Yeah, thing, you're yeah like, dude, I went full blown depression, and and so
1: I think it's one Eckhart Tolle. I want to make this recommendation. Eckhart Tolle, he has a book called The Power of Now. Highly recommend it. It will change your life. Um, but he calls it the human condition, especially in uh, Western cultures. We are addicted to thinking, where other right. cultures really aren't. And the problem is with with the American culture is that. We are so addicted to thinking but we're always thinking about the future of the past like we do not know how to live in the present moment anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what Buddha means like the awakened one right He's just they're, they're so present and all they, they know that all they have is this moment because the future doesn't exist mm-hmm. the past no longer exists that it, it doesn't exist the only thing that exists right now is right now this moment but we're so focused on sacrificing this moment for what's to come why we're always in a rush like I'm so focused on getting that table and sitting down I'm so focused on whatever it is that we sacrifice this present moment and they're really the beauty of right here, right now, which is the being, right? That is the being part I was telling you earlier. When you get to that state of meditation, this is okay. Like right now is okay. It's not a means to an end. We can just appreciate mm-hmm. this moment rather than throwing this away
2: for something that doesn't even exist. Yep. There's literally people that rush through traffic to go home and like lay on the couch. And yeah. It's like, what are you rushing for? Mm. Yeah. If the couch isn't moving. It's gonna be there.
1: Well, anyway, I got to get wrapped up. I got to be in a five know Y'all got to get that's going. It. So I know this can just turn into a conversation. We yeah, can probably we'll do another it. podcast about how to find peace
2: and, you know, really being able to be in this mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do this every once in a while just because it'll be good to check in on everybody mm-hmm. yeah. that's a part of this podcast and just see like at that point in time what's on their mind and then just kind of let it go from there. And, and you we'll guys all do can deal with us. Crazy word, whatever. Uh, Enneagram, Enneagram, and we'll come back and talk about that. So, yeah. anyways, thanks for y'all. Thank you for joining
1: us. Um, you know, please rate us online, give us a good review, write a comment, it really helps us out. And, and thanks for joining, making us in Tampa. I hope you get something from this. Enjoy it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next
0: week. See ya. And say it
2: out loud.
0: Say it out loud.